Okay, I'm live now. Hello, everybody. Let's have a quick review of the market, starting with price action. And I'm going to start with Bitcoin again. So Bitcoin, uh, I'm not even sure if it was this week. So this is fr Saturday, Friday, Thursday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Monday. All right, so Bitcoin broke out of this channel on Monday. That's the breakout there. But that breakout did not have any follow through. So price has now pulled back into the channel and Bitcoin is still in an uptrend. And one way to tell is to look at the, um, the RSI. The RSI is still, it's currently at 53. So the level I'm looking at in the RSI is the 40 level. 30 is of a sold conditions. But in order to tell if it's still in an uptrend, I don't want the RSI to fall below 40. As long as it stays above 40, I'll consider that to be an uptrend. So right now, 53 is okay. Now the question is, what are my levels? What are the levels I'm looking at? Now, price is just, well, currently halfway between uh, the two trend lines. Roughly, not exactly. Current price is 11.566. So that's, this is where the midpoint is. My first support is gonna be this bottom trend line. And that's at 10,900. That's the first support, but that's very weak support. Second area of support is going to be somewhere here. This line, 10,43. It's quite close to the first support. But these two are so close, I can take them as one support zone. They're almost the same zone. So if I duplicate this line i have that support region there so if price falls and comes here or here i'm expecting some sort of bounce since we are still in an uptrend a bounce and a resumption of the trend now if that fails the second support region is where this value area is that's where the buyers will come in and that's right inside this second channel right here that's between eight nine hundred and ten thousand that's a very wide support area basically this channel is a support support zone and the 200 day moving average that's this blue line is just at the bottom of that support region. So that's very strong support. First, there's the consolidation within this channel. Then there is the value area. And then there is the 200 day moving average. And also there is the 50% Fibonacci retracement level. So those are the support zones I'm looking at. 
Now I'm going to take away all these drawings. I'll leave the horizontal lines. So that's what I'm looking at for Bitcoin. There's nothing to do for a swing trader other than to wait. I'm still expecting the uptrend, but before the uptrend, there could be a pullback. So first area to buy more, second area to buy more. So this is the worst case scenario, 89991. Now, moving on to gold. Gold, I have to check the RSI. Gold is, I'm looking at the GLD, not spot gold. Gold, according to this RSI, is still in an uptrend. So RSI is at 50 and gold, gold's RSI has not fallen below 40 since it bottomed in March. So this uptrend is still in play. So that's my thesis. What's the alternative thesis? The alternative thesis now is that price might pull back. We have already seen the pullback. This is the pullback. It pulled back to 178. It bounced and then pulled back again. So this could be taken as the second test of this support. Now what's going to happen here? Does it bounce again and resume the uptrend? Well, that's what I would like to see. If that doesn't happen, where is my next support? So if this support does not hold at 179, my next support is, let me see. Um, if I pull the chart all the way back here, that's my value area. So this consolidation area here, this is the consolidation that gold had between April and July. So that's my next support, but that's like a worst case scenario that's a long way from where price is at the moment that's a long fall um, it's a long way from where price is perhaps if I turn on my Fibonacci retracement there was a brief period of consolidation here at 169 it's very close to the 38% Fibonacci level and the top of this channel which is the 50% so this area here could also be a support zone so that means we're currently at support the next support zone is somewhere here and then down to 160 region. If price falls that far, by the time it gets there, this 200 day moving average could have made its way all the way there. So the 200 day moving average could also add another layer of support for gold. So that's the alternative thesis.
so i'm looking at the region between 172 and 165 that's my first support my second support zone which is a major major support is somewhere around 156 and 160. Moving on to the SPY. Now, this is an interesting chart because the SPY has retraced back to February's high. If I turn on the my Fibonacci retracement levels here, price is back at the previous high. So we've had 100% retracement. Now, if price continues, that's good. That's what I'm expecting because the SPY is still in an uptrend. So the thesis is price continues higher. What if it doesn't? If it doesn't continue higher, what are my levels? Now, what are the things I will be looking for to know this is a double top? First thing I'm looking for is for resistance to fail here. So this top here is at a resistance line. That's for SPY 339. So that level is a resistance zone. Now, if it fails here, I'm gonna expect a pullback. The first level is 338. This is my first level. It's not very strong support. If that fails, the next level is down here, 323. Now this is a much stronger support than 332. And that's just slightly above the Ichimoku cloud. Now, worst case scenario, 323 does not hold and price continues to fall. It falls all the way down here, somewhere around the 200 day moving average, the Ichimoku cloud, and the bottom of this, not this one, this one, the bottom of this horizontal channel, which was the previous consolidation before breakout. So somewhere here, If it gets down here, then that's a definite buy. So I'm looking at 300, between 300 and 310. That's the worst case scenario. A better scenario is somewhere around 323. A slight pullback, which is not enough to buy the dip, is 332 those are my levels those are my levels and one thing to note with the SPY market breadth is currently very negative now I'm gonna pull up market breadth if I look at the cumulative advanced decline lines there's a very clear downward trend in 
large caps, mid caps is even more pronounced, small cap is far worse than the other two. So what that is saying is, even though this, this, um, this chart for SPY is not showing a pullback, it's just showing a pause, okay, because price is pretty much flat here. That's because of large caps, those large tech, large market cap stocks. When I look at the broader market, when I try to see if the small caps and the mid caps, those other stocks are actually taking part in the rally, what I see is a big no. This is large caps, very slight pullback. Mid caps, far more pronounced. Small caps, a very deep pullback. So stocks are declining. They're no longer advancing. That's a warning sign. That's a warning sign. Now, having looked at this, I have already taken some profit off my positions. So I've taken some profit, freed up some cash. So what I would prefer to see is a pullback somewhere here. Then I can buy some more stocks. I can go shopping in preparation for the continuation of the uptrend. That's my best case scenario. So market breadth is negative. Price action is consolidating at it's not a swing high, but at uh, the same high as we we were at in February. So that's pretty important to take note of. Now I'm going to move on to my portfolio. I want to have a look. So last week I came up with this, you know, portfolio within a portfolio this week I have decided to add or because I have taken profits in some stocks the portfolio is no longer the same as it was when I created the portfolio so I have to remove some of the stocks I have already taking profits from. So this was last week's portfolio, my marketplace portfolio. This week I'm adding all the other assets I'm trading. What's the point of having a portfolio within a portfolio when I can just monitor the entire portfolio? So I have added uh, mid caps, that's IJH, that's mid caps right there. I have added Ethereum, I have added, uh, what have I added? Bitcoin. I have also added gold, gold miners, and bonds, TLT. Now, some of these are no longer in the portfolio, so I have to take them out. Which one should I take out? I think. Yeah, I still have Walmart. Do I still have Walmart? No. Walmart is gone. 
So I'm going to take that out. I still have TLT, I have gold, I have QQQ, I have Bitcoin, I have GDX, Amazon. Do I still have Amazon? No, Amazon is gone. No more Amazon, no more JD, avocado. Do I still have eBay? Well, I've taken profits in eBay shop. Shopify is also gone. Wow. Shopify is gone. I never bought this. Fiverr. I think Fiverr is gone too. Yeah, Fiverr is gone. Mid caps. I still have mid caps. Growth. Small cap growth stocks. I I have taken profits. Barber is still there. Ethereum is still there. Mercado Libre is gone. I still have Etsy and Jumia. Right, so this is what the portfolio looks like now. How is this portfolio doing? So, click on Max, Expand and so these are the stocks i have in my portfolio at the moment i have some other ones uh, but i'm trying to close them so i don't need to show them here these are the ones i'm expecting i'm hoping to retain so let me see what that looks like ethereum had a bad spell recently that's why i had that long tail Jumia has been losing momentum. I think Jumia was down by how much? Jumia was down 8% on Friday. That's bad, 8%. So what this is representing, this dot here, is representing that 8% change in the price of Jumia on Friday. And you can see that long tail very very high volatility Etsy briefly moved into the weakening quadrant so that's a loss of momentum this fall here from here that's a loss of momentum but it is still far from the vertical line here which means it still has a very high relative strength. Relative strength is still high, but momentum has decreased. Ocado has lost momentum and relative strength. So as it goes down, it loses momentum. As it moves to the left, it loses relative strength, but it's still doing relatively okay. Ethereum had a bad uh, a bad few days. Let me see what that looks like. Ethereum. Yeah, this is Ethereum. So this is that spell. This was bad for momentum. This is a weekly, by the way. I'm looking at the weekly relative rotation, not the daily. So it had a bad moment and then 
it's beginning to regain its momentum. RJH is down, TLT is lagging, gold is recovering, not by much, just slightly. It was terrible here. GDX, QQQ, Bitcoin, all in the weakening quarters. If I look at this on the daily RRG, it's going to look completely different. Oh, it's going to reset everything. Oh, it's better I leave it this way. It's better I leave it this way. So overall, every of the assets I'm having in my portfolio seems to be within the leading and the weakening quadrants. So that's not too bad. It's just IJH and TLT on a weekly basis. So that's not, that's okay. So the plan here is, if there is no pullback and the price or the SPY just blasts through this resistance to form new all-time highs, I think it already has a new all-time high, but if it just continues even higher, then I'll just add to my positions. I get back on the trend. If it pulls back this way, then that's the perfect scenario. I have some cash available, so I simply add to this and buy some more. That's the plan for the portfolio. Now, let's move on to stock picks for this week. So last week I picked some stocks from the industrial sector. Masco Corporation, Syntax Corporation, I have no idea what they do. FedEx Corporation, United Parcel Service. The portfolio is not doing too bad. Minus $2 loss. That's okay. Considering the amount that was invested. So 2000 not 2000 yeah, $2,000 was invested. My PL is just two, negative $2. So that's, that's okay. That's not bad. Now this week, I need, to, I need to pick some stocks. So I'll start from the sector summary. Which sector was the best performing sector this week? That's the technology sector. Consumer discretionary is second. By the way, consumer discretionary is where most of these my stocks come from jumir is communication c limited is technology mercado libre consumer discretionary ebay same alibaba same fiverr is industrial etsy's consumer discretionary shopify is technology ocado is well that's a uk stock jd amazon consumer discretionary Walmart is consumer staples. So most of my stocks come from the second best sector. So that's pretty good. Over a period of one month, it's still the same sectors. Technology number one, discretionary number two, 
industrial which was number one last week is now down to number three and if I go down to three months it's still the same sectors technology discretionary and industrial so I'm gonna pick some stocks from technology sector since it's the best performing sector and I'll do that by opening up an RRG chart for the technology sector, XLK. Right, these are all the stocks in the technology sector. So right away, I can see some stocks are lagging. This red ones. These are the stocks I don't want. They have very low momentum. They also have very low relative strength. So I don't want the stocks. So I'm going to remove them. Just like that. There's so many in the sector. Okay, that's all gone now. I also have some stocks here to the left of the chart. The farther away from, oh, how should I say this? The farther away to the left the stock is, the lower the relative strength. I want to avoid stocks with very low relative strength. So I'm gonna remove these stocks in blue. Sometimes this blue area could be my shopping area. But for now, technology is a very, uh, it's a very uh, high performance sector. So I, there's no room for stocks with low relative strength. If I pull up a chart of technology, XLK, this is the XLK. That's a very good looking chart almost like Nasdaq, very narrow uptrend, very few opportunities to buy the dip. So higher highs, higher low, higher highs, higher low, and so on and so forth. So very narrow trading range. So why should I pick a stock with low relative strength? I don't have to. So I'm going to take all of these out. Okay, so they are all gone now. Now I have stocks from the leading quadrant and the weakening quadrant. So I need to find a way to eliminate some stocks. Now I see PayPal and Nvidia have the highest relative strength. So I'll keep those two. These ones have, I see Apple is heading in the northeast direction. So high momentum, I like that, let me see, Apple. So this is Apple. The tail is not too long, so it's not too volatile. It's a straight line, it's heading northeast, so that's increasing momentum, increasing relative strength. That's a keeper, I keep that. 
So this is what the rotation looks like. Fell into the weakening quadrant, did not enter the lagging quadrant, recovered, and it's now in the leading quadrant. So I'll keep Apple, AMD. AMD has an extremely long tail, very volatile. I don't want volatility in the portfolio. So no AMD. What else? Hmm. PayPal, Nvidia, Apple. So I'll take all of these out. Their relative strengths are not high enough. And their momentum is beginning to decrease. Now this is the relative strength using the sector as a benchmark. How about using the SPX as the benchmark? Right, so I'm gonna use the SPX as a benchmark. See what that looks like. I have to reset. So take these away and these ones. What am I left with? Okay, it still looks the same. Still looks the same. So I've got PayPal, Nvidia. Keep those ones. These ones are all losing momentum. So I think. Um, I'll take these ones away. So I'll remove Cadence, Synopsis, Autodesk, Adobe, KLAC, Microsoft, ANSYS, CRM, ADI, INTU. And I've got Apple, AMD, Qualcomm. That's rolling over. That's Corning. That's LAM Research. Uh, okay, I'll take these ones out and SWKS. SWKS is gone. MXIM, ACN, MCHP, this, this, this. So all of these are gone. I'm left with this. Animate. So go back gradually. Running. Wow. Let me see what that looks like. GLW. Hmm. It's not too bad. Relative strength is kind of flat. Uh, I don't like that. I need stocks that are outperforming the SPY. Qualcomm. Qualcomm is heading in the northeast direction. So Qualcomm is heading up. AMD, Apple. 
So I'm going to take out Conin and Lamry Sanch. Take these two out. So now I have stocks that are heading upwards. And stocks that are recovering with high relative strength. I don't like this volatility in AMD, so eliminate that. Nvidia is turning upwards. PayPal is still losing momentum. So I'm going to check these four out. Now do that using this chart. Where is my chart list? Okay, I'm looking for ratios, relative strength chart. All right, this is a chart I'm going to use. So, PayPal, PYPL. What I want to see here is, I want to see how well the industry PayPal is in is doing. So that industry is in an uptrend. That industry is computer services. Overall, the industry is in an uptrend. How's PayPal performing relative to that industry? PayPal is, is kind of outperforming the industry. See this? That's like an uptrend. So it's not very good, but it looks like an uptrend. Now, how is that industry performing relative to the S&P? It's terrible. How is PayPal performing to the S&P? It's outperforming, but not in a fantastic way. Okay, I'll compare that with NVIDIA, NVDA. Pull up, NVDA. All right, this is NVIDIA, that's a nice chart. NVIDIA's industry is semiconductors. Okay, that industry is doing well. Nvidia, look at this. Nvidia has been outperforming that industry since forever. That industry, that semiconductors, is outperforming the S&P ever so slightly. It's not a very great outperformance but it is outperforming and nvidia is outperforming the s p so I'm definitely going to include that in the portfolio so i'm going to buy nvidia is it nvidia or nvidia vda nvidia right this is my virtual portfolio i want to see how well it's going to do by the end of the month 500 market order set order nvidia next one is what's the next one apple and qualcomm 
AAPL. So this is Apple. Look at that. What do you expect? Great chart. That's Apple's industry computer hardware. Okay. The industry is in an uptrend since since when since March since the bottom of the market it's been in an uptrend that's good Apple has been outperforming that industry since last year beautiful uptrend Now, how well is that industry doing relative to the S&P? Outperforming. How is Apple performing relative to the S&P? It always outperforms. So I definitely want to buy Apple. Definitely want to buy Apple. So Apple. Well, this is a no-brainer. Everybody knows you should have Apple in your portfolio. So there's nothing really uh, eye-opening in this stock pick. That is Apple. Everybody has Apple in their portfolio. But there are some times when you don't know what the companies are. You don't know what they do. And you want to pick stocks. How do you decide on which one to pick? Next one is Qualcomm, Q-C-O-M. Telecom equipment, that's the industry. Q-C-O-M. Hmm. Nice uptrend and then pullback, uptrend, pullback. It looks like it's about to resume the uptrend. Huh, look at this. That industry is terrible. Telecom equipment, flat. Qualcomm is outperforming its industry. And it's not small outperformance, a great outperformance of its industry. That industry is terrible. Underperforming. Qualcomm is not doing great against the S&P. So if you want to beat the S&P, you need to pick stocks that are outperforming the S&P. That's the, that's the trick behind it. If the stocks are not outperforming the S&P, how can the portfolio outperform the S&P? That's the theory behind it. So Qualcomm, even though, even though the chart looks nice, I'm going to stick with Apple and Nvidia. Nvidia. And pronounce that correctly. So stock picks for this week. Nvidia and Apple. That's it for now. See you next week.